sometimes your friend has a funny story about an animal. So you tell her to shut up until you can push record. <laughs> this is the Wayward Podcast. <laughs> Wait, well, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Kim. Speaking of tampons. Hello, Brianna Buckmaster. We do. We, we genuinely, we're in a closet in Canada that we've rigged up to be as much like the closet in California as we can, but we do have a box of tampons sitting next can to us. Can I ask you? Yeah. Do you say Canada like that as an American, or you say it because that's how you think Canadians say it? Wait, when? When I just went Canada? Yeah. Oh, that's just because I'm being a ridiculous goof. Okay, because a lot of people do that. So I wonder if that's what the Canadian accent saying Canada sounds like. I recognize that I have a bit of a hybrid accent. No, that's just me being a dick. Okay. Because a lot of people say that. No, that's like when I'm in Canada. I'm in Canada. I love it. No, I think it's just being silly. Well, speaking of Canada. Speaking of Canada and Canadian experiences, Brianna and I were taking a break from recording and having tea, and she started to tell me a story. And I went, shut up. Save it for the stage. Save it for the stage. I did. Uh, I very, very, very passionately shut her down. It is not, I mean, it's not an epic story. (coughs) Pardon me. Is that it it was just like such a testament to living in somewhere like Vancouver is that we live on a ground floor suite of a house um, and we have a little um, cat door. Now I want to I want to I want to stop. What I didn't ask while you were first telling me this story is I thought you I thought Gus lost Goose. I thought Goose lost his privileges. Ever after he brought yes, in the rat. After he brought in the live rat that got lost in the house, and then I had to spend six hundred dollars on a an exterminator, exterminator. Um, because the, the 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 upstairs neighbors did not think it was as casual and funny as I did. Not fun. Um, but, uh, which is totally fair. I just, plague-bearing rats. Yes, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's around here somewhere. <laughs> Brianna, you're going to need to do something about that. Okay. Um, yes, he did. But then, oh, this was a fun thing I didn't tell you about. So, Gus, we took him to the vet to kind of get a checkup. He's getting old, so his teeth are starting to rot. Mm-hmm. So, he had to get one of them pulled. Mm-hmm. Um and so he had to go under anesthesia and he had some medicines that he had to take. And all this stuff is really hard in a little kitty cat system who usually all they do is maybe eat like a piece of garbage they're not supposed to. Yeah. Jose and I went on a date on Wednesday night. Came home to the house smelling like shit. And we're like, the sitter, we're like, it smells like shit in here. And she went, Yeah. She's like, I did the best I could, but basically he sprayed diarrhea all (gasps) over our massive, brand new, very expensive investment throw rug. No! And we were just like, A, we were like, thank you. I'm so sorry you had to sit here like this for two hours because it smelled so bad. We had to roll up the carpet and put it outside until we could figure out what to do. Um... And then we inevitably we rented a carpet cleaner. It was a whole thing. It was a hilarious few days. Oh. It's just starting to dry now. And I think it's going to be okay. But, oh, animals. The point being is that's kind of why we don't leave that cat door closed anymore. 
is because we don't oh, want so him. Oh, so he couldn't get outside to have his diarrhea. To have so his diarrhea. Gotta... And he doesn't like using the litter box because he's now become a outdoor cat. No. So he's like, I want to poop in a weird box that I've already pooped in. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, anyway, so what happens is that uh, Gus can come in and out, but also other animals can come in and out. Lately, a neighbor cat, we, we don't know the neighbor or the cat's name. We just call it White Cat because it's kind of an, a mean little cat. It's not like done anything dangerous to us. It's just like not friendly, you know, um, and always tries to pick a fucking fight with Gus. And I'm going to follow you home, motherfucker. I'm going to follow what? What? But as soon as we come over, we're like, I'm out of here. He always runs away, you know, always, always, always. Um, but he comes in and out all the time and you can hear them fighting in the kitchen. We come out and it runs away. But last week when there was a cold snap in Vancouver, because it doesn't get that cold here and it got to about zero at night, which is quite cold. Um, That's freezing for those oh, of yes. you who need Canadian yeah. to American Onky. words. It's, uh, it's quite cold. And it's not that cold if you're in Saskatchewan, where I'm from, because there it gets to minus 30, yeah. which I don't know what that is Fahrenheit, but it's fucking cold. It's cold where they're like, don't go outside today. Yeah. It's that kind of cold. Yeah. Um, but it was cold for Vancouver, and we, in the middle of the night, hear the door, the little kit, cat door swing open, but Gus is on our bed. <laughs> so we immediately are like, well, this is going to be interesting. So we go out. We're always we're trying not to wake Valentina, who's just down the hall, because we don't want her coming out, because that'll be a whole thing. And there's these two raccoons, two of them. No, wait, one raccoon. One raccoon comes in, looks at us, as I said to Kim, like a, what? <laughs> do you need something? Can I do something for you? Like, just kind of like, can you go back to bed? I'm about to eat. Because um, they want the cat's food, which we have out in the kitchen. And he leaves. And then two hours later, he brings a friend. Sure, because smorgasbord. Oh, my God. So those raccoons are just fucking, they are shameless. They just are like, yeah, there's, you know, buddy, come on. I, I got some food for you. There's these two old people. They're big. They think they're scary, but they're fine. Just come with me. They're I got very food for slow. You. Yeah, they're slow. We got this covered. They're groggy. They're cold. It's nice and warm in this kitchen. So... It's this thing of going, do we keep this cat door closed so that the animals don't come in, but then we have to deal with, you know, diarrhea um, all over our brand new beautiful carpet. I don't know what to do anymore. It's just, I think it's one day on, one day off is what we're going to have to do. <laughs> How long does he have to take the medicine? Uh, well, he's going to go for a checkup on Monday. And then we'll know if he's be, he'll be fine. Oh, wild animals. Oh, fuck. That's, um, which, by the way, is yes. the topic for today. We're talking mm -hmm. about wild animals and our experiences in the nature with Because the wild... we're both, even though I grew up on a farm, we're, we're city girls, you know? Yes. I'm very much a city girl now, I'm so... I'm fascinated by animals in my environment. I have yeah. had, when I lived in Ashland, Oregon, I did come out from a nap once because my apartment was right next to a really very old, no longer used cemetery. Yeah. And I did come out once to see the mama and the two babies in my doorway, which I'd left the door open. And then Big Daddy on the counter just opening a cupboard. And he truly looked of at me. Of a what? 
of raccoons. Oh. That, that they, yes, yes, yes. He, and he truly did. He looked at me like, it was empty, but I know you were napping. <laughs> so I'm just going to, I'm going to get it myself. It's like, just, you got, I'm going to just, because I would keep cat food outside of my door yeah. for all of the creatures, for all of the creatures. It's for other animals that have that kind of irreverence, like raccoons. Like I had, I had, you know, mentioned the raccoon was similar to the honey badger and that doesn't give a shit. But a honey badger has this kind of, is a little meaner than a raccoon. Raccoons yeah. are not gentle animals, but r- raccoons kind of have this, like I said, like, what? um, do what, like, Ah, is there a problem here, you, or why are, you, why are you looking at me like, like that? Ja- Do you want to like talk? Or? The Jason Mans of nature. Yeah. Oh, Jason. They um, they I I have a fondness for raccoons. I've I, why? we had a pet because I think I mean they're pretty just, cute. They're pretty cute. They're very nimble. But um, when I was do, in Toronto, the raccoons used to hang out just outside my apartment door and hiss if I walked by. So that's when I learned that they're less cute. Oh, because they were mean. Those are those are had downtown issues. city raccoons. Though. We had a pet possum once because on purpose. Yeah, um, it ended up they were my parents were cleaning out the garage and it ended up stuck in a milk jug, so we adopted it. I, uh, like it was a house possum. It was. We had it in a box, and then my dad was a teacher, so he ultimately brought it to school, and it kept escaping from everything that. And then they he brought it back home, and they put it in the rabbit hutch, and he was out and gone in forty five minutes. Never saw him again. Oh, bye, baby possum. But it was my exp- it was my my launching into possums can be quite lovely and sweet. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they also are like they have teeth and yeah, they thing? don't bite. They don't. Okay. They don't. No, most people don't like them because they have a hairless tail. But oh, they look very like very uh, rats they, or mice. Their behavior is they're much more like koalas. Oh, they just kind of want to cling on to you and get up and I like. I like that. But I'm also the city girl that when I lived in New York, this is probably the most quintessential wildlife story that I have. When I lived in New York, I was excited when I saw rats in the subway. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's just how sick I am. They were far away. They couldn't (laughs) jump on me. But I was like, oh, little fuzzy things. Now, that being said, somebody um, that I follow on Instagram posted something about a country that is has landmines in the yes. soil and yeah. they've trained rats left over from war. Yes, they've yeah. trained rats to seek them out so yes. they can disarm them. I yes. was like and then they you see them looking after the rats I'm like, "Oh yeah, rats that are not left to their own devices are just a different flavor of pet house pet." Yeah. yeah. No, my sister had a couple rats. And and same with like I think about dogs in Mexico, like there are dogs, multiple dogs on every street corner, in Mexico, just like I wouldn't even say like rats. I don't see that many rats on the street. Like there are street dogs everywhere in Mexico. It's nuts. Yeah. And coming from North America, you're like, oh those poor dogs. And in Mexico, they're like, oh man, they they. Dirt, dig into things. They make it easier for people to break into my. They, it's like a whole other problem for them. So right? they are wild animals in yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know what I would call a wild animal because they're not living in the quote unquote wild. They're just not. I don't know. Again, like people have most people have pet dogs yeah. in Mexico. Not most people have pet rats in yeah. North America. But yeah, it's just a different cultural thing. That's interesting. Like the wild, I know that 
Let's see, are things I've encountered in the wild? Coyotes, because we've got coyotes. Oh, yeah, same here, lots of coyotes. Lots of coyotes um, that I tend to, I get very, I take it very personally when they are not frightened of me. They are now so brazen on trash oh, day. Yeah. And I'm like, get out of here, go, scram. And they all look at me like, you you talking to me? Yeah. No. They've been no. hanging out with the raccoons no. too much. Yeah, they are. They're very raccoon. They're very brazen. I get nervous about coyotes, not because they scare me or anything like that, but because I have an outdoor cat. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, for real. So I'm like, why is there a coyote in this neighborhood? Coyotes, deer. Um, I had this very funny experience. Oh, good. When I was in my 20s with a squirrel. So I was living in Toronto. And I was coming home from work. I was walking to the subway station. And all of a sudden I felt a ka-chunk, like very hard on the very top of my head. And I thought that somebody threw something at me. And I turned around, like, ready to laugh, going, fuck you, that hurt. And I see a squirrel that's, like, shaking its head. Because <gasps> it has obviously just fallen from a tree uh, directly onto the top of my head because it had gotten in a fight with another squirrel. But what had happened is that it was... <sighs> it was so angry because it was in this fight with a squirrel, fell off this tree, got hurt... And it's coming down from my head, scratched my arm. Oh, jeez. But because I saw the squirrel and it looked so angry, I was like, oh, my God, it's got rabies. <laughs> so then I had to go to the doctor and get rabies shots. <gasps> Did you get the ones in your stomach? I don't remember. Or is that tetanus? I can't remember. I've heard that rabies shots are like big needles and yeah, straight into your no stomach. Yeah, no bueno. But I was <gasps> like this funny thing where I was like, who's joking around? Oh, I'm going to die. I Got my it was such a city girl reaction to that. Introduction to East Coast squirrels when I was in Philly. I was in Philly visiting my friend Becky. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in a park and I had snacks. And I gave the little squirrel some snacks. And then I was done with the snack. And the squirrel was not done getting snacks. And the squirrel came the fuck after me. Like oh, yeah. came up on the bench and get... I'm like, what, what? I'm getting fucking... It's my wow. first mugging. I'm so excited. It's my first mugging. The squirrel came after me. Brianna, I love talking to you. I love talking to you. I always feel better. Me too. And I advocate talking and feeling better for everybody. And I love that there are now options for people to do that in any way that works for them. And sometimes we've got to talk to a professional. And you can find a professional at betterhelp.com. They have this incredible setup where you can connect with a licensed counselor uh, online. You can find someone that can help you with anything from depression and stress and anxiety and anger to relationships Mm -hmm. to new issues in your life. If you're experiencing grief, loss, identity challenges, you can find a counselor that will specifically help you online in your time and you can do wait wait phone you can do uh, text. text you can chat on the phone and you can do video and you can do video and as soon as you contact them uh they'll start communicating with you in under 24 hours yeah this is not a crisis line no but they will connect you up and if you don't like the person that you're dealing with yep. you can there's 3000 of them working with better help 3000 therapists and you can access it worldwide yeah Anything you share is confidential. But what we love about BetterHelp.com is that they give you opportunity to access them in a way that works for you. Yeah. So it takes the stigma out of therapy and counseling, which is that it's a chore. 
Yeah. You know, instead of kind of a reward. It's Let's a start gift thinking about it as a little reward, right? Yeah. So speaking of gifts, BetterHelp has given the Wayward podcast listeners a gift by giving them 10% off their first month with the discount code Wayward. Yeah. So you go to betterhelp.com slash Wayward. Put in the little code and you get 10% off your first month. I love that. So we're so happy to partner with them. We're so happy that they chose to partner with us. And we love this as a special gift to our wayward listeners. I love the idea that animals, they, it's like, this is what I'm thinking right now. As we're talking about wildlife, all I think about is like what their personality is. And that we you know, think of wild animals as, aw, here, let me give you some food. And they're like, get the fuck out of my space, woman. You give me that food and back out. Yeah, back the fuck Like, up. have you ever encountered Canada geese? Oh, I, st- I actually steer clear of them. Oh, yeah, they are vicious. Um, yeah, I stay away from Canada geese and crows. And we've had long conversations about crows because... Oh, I, I bribe the crows. Yes. I, will, I am their servant and I love them. I love that. I've had too many crows dive at me and my child when she was a baby that I was like, okay, well, I'm not going for walks, you know, this week. Oh, have you ever encountered an owl? I've seen owls. But I had... So here's a wildlife experience that freaked me the fuck out. Give it. I was sitting outside... Let's see here. This was when I owned a house. So this is at least 10 years ago. And I was sitting outside at night. um, And I was reading a book. And just all of a sudden, I felt like I I thought there was a ghost. I I just felt something. It was just enough. And there was no noise. And that's what got me. I just felt something in the top of my head. And it was, and I turned just in time to see the owl glide away. And it was, because when birds fly, there's like a, fl- there's noise. Yeah. And wind and for an owl. It's a big wingspan. This thing had come so close to me, I felt it. Oh. And there was. It flew m- over you? Yes. Oh. It was right there. It flew right over my head. But there was no sound so and it was terrifying you know how lots of in some cultures animals are reincarnated spirits okay um do you feel like that was or spirit animals right the term spirit animals well i think different cultures have different i mean exactly it's it's, it's there's there's uh do they have um symbolism there are many many cultures that see symbolism in animals i don't specifically know if they oh god is there is it animals reincarnated as is it japanese that believe that there are ancestors that may come back i don't know so don't much know. about that one um because there's a lot of different religions and yep. schools of thought that that believe in reincarnation but just different levels of you're always human yeah. or you're human and animal yeah. or you're um but uh, I definitely, I like to I like to pay attention to the idea mm-hmm. of symbols and ideas. I've seen a bobcat. Ooh, a bobcat do you have a specific? The... Now we talked in another episode how I had decided bunnies yes. was a sign, and that's not a, a, I I don't feel bunnies are my spirit animal. That was I go okay. I'm looking for guidance. So when I see a bunny, 
so I send this this notion to the universe. When I see a bunny, it will send me a message that I'm in alignment. And then you do two things. You see bunnies more often because you're looking for them more mm-hmm. often. And then mm-hmm. I find that they do miraculously appear in strange places. Do you have an animal like that? Um, that you think is a sign? Crows. Crows. I, right. I tend to. I tend to have. I have very long conversations with crows. Um, I know that I, I saw a wolf once in Santa Fe mm. and it was a very spiritual experience. We were all in the car. I was shooting a commercial and so we were out right at sunrise and way far away it ran across the road and then kept running. And somebody said, you know, don't hit the coyote to the cars back. And then we were all really, really, really quiet as we watched this thing keep running. And one guy said, I don't think that's a coyote. And everybody was like, no, I don't think it's a That's not a coyote. Because there was just so a big feeling and just the way it moved. Because I'm fascinated by creatures mm-hmm. when I see them safely on screen or yep. in the zoo. And, the, and then there's just something about not having that barrier mm-hmm. where my brain says, Predator! That sure. is a predator! Yeah. Oh, that's... And it was far away, and we were in a car, but my brain was still like, don't go pet the puppy! Do not pet that it. puppy! And you really do need a warning for you. I do. But there is something that's kind of grounding about seeing an animal in its actual natural habitat. You're going, oh, there is still something this world hasn't fucked up. Yeah, you know, it's there's kind of like okay. Wild. There's something inspiring. There's something like good that makes you makes you feel good when you see something in the in the wild. You're going okay. That guy's still there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're gonna be okay for a second, guys. You know. Oh, when we saw monkeys in Nicaragua. Yes. It felt like that. Like oh, look, they really do exist in the wild. Yay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Monkeys. What about the water? Have you ever been been I'm not in the a ocean? big water baby. I haven't I grew up in the prairies, not around a lot. It was a couple swimming pools, but that's about it. And I think that I had two I saw jaws too young. And so uh, I was like, I don't love creatures of the ocean because it's dark down there and it's hard for me to pull myself out of the water quickly. Yes, <laughs> <So> yes, yes. <laughs> I was like this will be hard. Um, I've seen up here both I've seen otters them. and seals yes. in the harbor. Yeah, and I dolphins. will sit and watch them forever. They have dolphins Not up here? Not here, no. Oh, I've seen dolphins down there whales. in L.A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the big, the big. Again, that really is that kind of, I didn't fuck that up. Yeah, it's a weird, weirdly still doing okay. affirming in a weird way because you're, I don't know what it's affirming because you have no part in it. It's just this weird thing where you go, okay, it feels like seeing an, a wild animal makes you think like things are going to be okay. Were you on set when, were you shooting with me when we had the bear on set? Yes, that was for hitting. Yeah. <laughs> that was, and, the t- and I was the one asshole that they had to tell, no, we go inside. Yeah. I want to see the bear. It's so funny because you were like, oh my God, there's a bear on set. And that's so common here. Like when I was a Girl Scout, they're called Girl Guides in Canada, um, you do, you literally pack up your food specifically so bears don't get in them. There's always bears at your campsite. Like 
That's yeah. just part of growing up. Well, same in Oregon. Yeah. I think same everywhere. I just don't, I don't interact. And I think that's probably very sad. When I worked in Wisconsin, um, Wisconsin, Spring Green, tiny, tiny little town. So you'd see dead deer on the highway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? And I was there for a full month before Mm. I could pass a dead deer without crying. Mm. And then after I'd been there, for six months and seen the damage and tried not, I didn't ever hit one, but I certainly had a number of times when I worked really, really, really hard to not hit the fucking deer that's standing there looking at me like, well, I'm pretty. Yeah. Ah. I know. I had a shift in perspective. I no longer felt this deep, painful sense of loss when I saw a dead deer. I saw like, you're dumb shit. Yeah. Get out of the My way. mom got in a really bad car accident. I she's she swears it wasn't a deer because she was like it was huge. And you're like, well, it's probably a small deer will still do a lot of damage yeah. when you're going 100 kilometers an hour. Um, trashed her car. She was okay, but therefore just traumatized. So she ended up getting the biggest truck known to man because in the prairies, most of your driving is highway driving. Yeah. So you're always driving really fast. Yeah. Um, so it's really common, as I'm sure it is in Oregon, to see you know, dead deer, but it's, um, uh, it's at that point, it's kind of you or them. Yeah. If you at hundred kilometers an hour, try to swerve, you're going to hit somebody. Or you're going to go into a ditch. <gasps> and that's, I think that but... reflects that when you see something alive out there, you yeah. Know, oh, we're, yeah. we're cohabiting. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Is there one, what do you want to see? What do you want to see in its natural habitat? I mean, you go? If we're not including the fear of seeing it, yes, I would love to see a tiger. Mm. And not many left. I know. Ooh, I know. Biggest cat. They're yep. bigger than lions. Yeah, I've seen. I have not seen lions. I've seen lions at the zoo, but not mm-hmm. in its natural habitat. Um, but everybody goes on safaris, and there's always so many. And I'm like, I would like to see a big fucking tiger. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? I don't now knowing. Just how scared yeah. I'm capable of getting, huh? That's tough. That's really tough because, yeah, maybe. The, okay, so if we're talking about being disembodied, so there's no threat to me physically. Oh, here we go. Kim's doing yeah. the Kim. I know I'm doing the thing because I'm like, how would I be in? Because well, how do we? We got to consider. We got to make sure that it's an environment yeah. that the minimal environmental impact. And if I'm actually in the tiger's habitat, then I'm having an environmental impact. <laughs> Okay, all of that aside. All of that aside. Um, I agree. A tiger, elephant. Um, I, I'm fascinated with the simians. I'd like the to fuck see is that? chimpanzees. Oh, I see, I see. Orangutans. And They're so smart. Yeah, I'd like to see... I'd like to see creatures that know I'm there... But don't necessarily immediately want to kill me. That's so, want to interact. They with are them. fascinating. Those creatures when you see them talking, yeah. you know, in sign language. Gorillas just yeah. staring at Come me. Oh, gorillas are the scary ones, right? Gorillas I mean, are big. They're so big. Yes, that's why I say that. Um, this is a very guys. We, we know. We know. All right. We know. Not every. Not every single podcast is going to be. Full of insight and illumination. Well, that's, I think that's important for our listeners to remember is that, A, we are not therapists. We are not your therapists. 
but we are your friends and we are here. We are each other's friends. Yes. And so when we find something that we want to talk about, sometimes we just grab a fucking cup of tea and sit down and talk about it. And we don't consider who's listening. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Raccoons. Yeah. Raccoons. Literally, this episode was just for us. If you enjoyed it, great. If not, tough. You've got others to listen to. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anyway. The offshoot is we're going to find a tiger before they're all gone. That's a great idea. Wayward road trip. Wayward road trip. And if not, you know. It's really hard to say. Bobo and I were going to go swim with otters. Maybe we should swim with otters if we can't see tigers. I don't think that's that hard. I know. (laughs) That would be easier. That's kind of the same as, I wonder if I can see a raccoon tonight. (laughs) Swimming with otters? I don't think it's quite the same, but maybe. Oh, we have goals. All right. Wayward road trip. Wayward road trip. To big kitties and water sausages. All right. Done. All right. Okay. I love love you, you, Kim. I love you, Brianna.